Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, fan of football everywhere. Today we are back. It is Monday, August 30th. We had quite a busy preseason week three this past weekend for the NFL for many different reasons. A lot of exciting things, a couple tough things that we are going to discuss. And basically I grabbed the five biggest storylines of the weekend and and I'm going to share my thoughts accordingly on those five storylines. Should I have ranked them most important to least important to what I think? Well, I did anyways. How about that? I know. Go me. <laughs> so we're not going to waste any time at all. We're going to jump right into it. Number one, the Deshaun Watson chatter appears to be picking back up right where it left off again. It feels like every day we see a new article about how some team is going to make a play for Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson is on the move. Deshaun Watson is not going to be playing for the Texans this year. And upon researching and learning that the Texans are somewhat backed into a corner here because they can either have Deshaun Watson not play for them and pay him $11 million guaranteed to literally not put on a jersey and not play this year. Or they can take what they can get now for him and trade him by week one. Because I don't believe that anyone thinks that Deshaun Watson is going to be playing in a Texans uniform ever again. That much is true. That much we know. But do the Texans hold firm, pay $11 million and wait this thing out and see what they can get next year? Or do they take what they can get right now for Watson? I mean, it's obviously on the owner and the GM and the Texans plate completely. I mean, they have control about what happens and what they do. But Watson also has control because he has a no trade clause. So Watson can waive the no trade clause depending on the team that trades for him. There's a report that Deshaun Watson has no interest in playing for the Philadelphia Eagles. I wouldn't either. Apparently, the two teams that it comes down to are the Carolina Panthers and the Miami Dolphins. Me being a Dolphins fan, obviously the massage gate aside, I would be pretty ecstatic if Deshaun Watson was in a Miami Dolphins uniform come September, which is just two days away, by the way. But there are a lot of questions that need to be answered on and off the field about Deshaun Watson, for sure. If you were to go to Carolina, they would be one of the most stacked offenses in the NFL, Christian McCaffrey and Deshaun Watson. I don't believe that there's a better one-two punch for an NFL backfield to have currently in the league with DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson holding it down on the outside. That would be insane. And if you were to go to the Dolphins, they would be loaded as well. <laughs> we know who the Dolphins skills players are. No real superstars in that group, but probably one of the deepest receiving cores and the most often injured receiving cores in the NFL currently. But I feel being as non-biased as possible, if Watson were to go to the Dolphins, they would be an instant title contender. No question, depending on what they gave up to get him, especially if it were just draft picks and not players like Xavier Howard or Jalen Waddell or any other player on their team that's really good. So Deshaun Watson, the leader in NFL passing yards, from the 2020 season will likely be on the move by week one. It seems that the deadline to trade him is certainly approaching 
it seems from the information that we can gather that the Texans are not interested in paying him $11 million to not do anything for their club this offseason or this regular season, rather. But as fans, we just need to wait and see how this whole thing plays out. It is not often, maybe not even ever, has a top three to five quarterback in the game become available in such a way like this. So seeing how it plays out, it's going to be fun. Get your popcorn ready. And if he's in a Dolphins uniform this coming fall, watch out for the Dolphins. Number two, J.K. Dobbins, one of the most promising running backs in the NFL. I was on record as calling him a top five running back this upcoming season. Unfortunately, if you saw the hit, it was absolutely gruesome. Feels so bad for the guy. He tore up his knee, tore his ACL completely. And what happened was he caught a screen pass and the Washington defender went low on him and he was tackled and his knee buckled under him. It was really just tough to watch. Uh, obviously, wish, we wish JK a speedy recovery. And I think that next year he comes back and bounces back really strong. One of the best young talents in the game. So what does this do to Gus Edwards? I think that Gus Edwards gets a huge bump in workload as well as uh, Tyson Williams, the rookie, as well. Should see some carries. I would stash him. But I think Gus Edwards is the main beneficiary here. I've seen a lot of mock drafts where he's going like fourth or fifth round. I don't know if I'm there yet. That's kind of high for me, especially because Gus Edwards does not really catch passes. Don't know if he can, but he doesn't seem to. But unfortunately, J.K. Dobbins going down is just absolutely brutal in my main home league. He was my third round pick, and you hate to see that happen. Injuries suck regardless. So Cam Hakers, Travis Etienne, and J.K. Dobbins all out for the year before week one is even played. But that is a part of the game. All the people talking about how you shouldn't draft early, you should draft early. Injuries can happen anytime, anywhere. Injuries happen every preseason game, every regular season game. You know, they can happen week one, week 17, the Super Bowl, preseason week one, the Hall of Fame game. To say that you should or shouldn't draft accordingly is just a little bonkers to me. But yeah, J.K. Dobbins going down, that one definitely hurt for those that drafted already as well. Number three, everyone is talking about the number one receiving prospect in this past year's draft class, Jamar Chase. His final preseason numbers this preseason, five targets, four drops, one catch. A lot of people overreacting. I'm not personally. The guy has not played football in two years. Let's cut him some slack. He's still playing with Joe Burrow. Is there an ounce of concern from me right now? No, there isn't. But I've said since the beginning of August that I'm not paying Jamar Chase's fifth round ADP price tag. And I hope that you are still not paying that either. I still think he can be a really good player, but I would much rather Boyd or Higgins because they're established NFL veterans and starters in this league. Jamar Chase has still not played a snap in the NFL. Number four, rookie quarterbacks are absolutely flourishing. Trey Lance played excellent yesterday. Trevor Lawrence played flawless yesterday. Mac Jones looked like the best quarterback on the New England Patriots. And Justin Fields, I need to see him play in the regular season. I cannot imagine that the Bears start Andy Dalton, but it seems that they are. I don't know what in the world Matt Nagy is thinking. His job is on the line, and you're going to start Andy Dalton over the future of your franchise? That's ridiculous. I want to see these rookies play. This quarterback class is looking more and more promising by the day that we get to see them play. 
specifically Justin Fields and Trey Lance. Those are the two that I really want to see. And Zach Wilson, of course, has looked really good too. So I know it's preseason and we love to overreact, but it's what we can get right now. And the rookie QBs look really, really good. And number five, roster cuts this week. A lot of NFL dreams will come to an end, unfortunately. The biggest cut so far was Brashad Perriman of the Detroit Lions. That receiving room that was already so thin just got even thinner. Just be on the lookout. There's going to be some names that surprise you, not just for fantasy, but for NFL fans. And we're going to get to really see what these teams think of their starters, their backups. And if there's any surprising starters that go down, definitely be on the waiver wire lookout to stash some players as well. That's going to do it. Quick pod, quick show today. Those are the five major headlines of this past weekend. We will be back tomorrow to talk some wide receiver rankings for 2021. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Enjoy. And thank you so much for listening. Take care. And as always, stay snazzy.